This is Brian Jodis, and you're listening to the PEFNC Podcast. You are listening to the PEFNC Podcast. On today's People of PEFNC Podcast, we're joined by Quan Graham, Director of Community Engagement and also the Vice President of WOO. More on that in a minute. I'm Brian Jodis, PEFNC Executive Vice President. And Quan, good day to you. Hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. I am excited to be here on this podcast today. You are officially the first guest. So we are breaking new ground here uh, at PEFNC. We've done a lot of video production work, but we want to start sharing more stories here uh, in podcast format. And I thought none better than the <laughs> vice president of Wu. And again, we'll talk a little bit more about what that means in a minute than Quan Graham. And so it's great to, uh, to hear your voice and for folks listening uh, across the great state of North Carolina, and maybe even folks listening to this podcast across the country, uh, I thought let's get Quan on first for the for the people of PFNC. So this this show today and and episodes like this are going to be about the folks that make this organization work. We're also going to share the president's perspective and talk about policy and and maybe talk to some legislators and and, and some thought leaders on school choice and education reform. We're also going to hear some empowered parent stories. But we also want to introduce you to the folks that uh, that make our organization work and and uh, keep this uh, school choice school choice train a running across the great state of North Carolina. So we're kicking it off here with you. So here's what I want to talk about first. Okay. Where are you from? Like like where are you from? From not where do you live? Right. But who's Quan Graham? Where are you from? Who are you? So I am originally from Far Rockaway, Queens, New York. I'm a, a Northern girl, I guess by heart. But in my growing up, I am truly an army brat. So my father was in the service for many years and we traveled across the United States. We traveled overseas. And so while my home is in New York, I do say that and being a true military brat, I'm from all over. So I have friends and family all across the United States and different states and um, true friends abroad. So I'm a I'm an army brat at heart as well. But you've got some Carolina roots to you. So I, I know you got to North Carolina, I think, via South Carolina, right? That, that is true. That is true. Uh, towards the end of my father's military career, we settled in South Carolina. Um, I had been there twice on Fort Jackson. Shout out to Fort Jackson troops. Um, but we settled in South Carolina and I attended not only uh, some of middle school, um, the majority of my high school years, but I also am an alumni of the University of South Carolina, go Gamecocks. And so <laughs> I do officially kind of my settled home now is South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. So tell us a little bit about uh, where you live now and a little bit about your family. So now we got you in in the Charlotte area. Uh, and so tell us a little bit about that and a little bit about your family. Yeah, so um, we are official uh, empty nesters, my husband and I, Dennis, <laughs> um, which I can't believe I'm saying that. That is just one of those things you look back and say, when did that happen, right? Um, but I have two wonderful boys, Zen and Mason, and I have a senior coming up. He is getting ready to graduate from That's Incredible. Alaska. That's incredible. It's incredible. He is graduating in May. And, and tell so, everybody, I, you said it and I stepped on you there for a second, but no, tell, everybody, tell everybody about the premier uh, higher learning institution that your oldest son attends. <laughs> <laughs> the premier, the premier. Yes, yes. I um. While I didn't go to App State, 
Um, Appalachian State has been very, very, very good to my uh, my oldest, Zen Graham. He is um, a part of the honors program there. He's on scholarship there. And he has really, really enjoyed his time at App State. In fact, I think he's going to stay in Boone a little bit longer um, instead of uh, coming back to Charlotte. So uh, we love Boone. We love App State. And uh, my youngest, Mason Graham, he is a soccer player for Garner Webb. Uh, He's not as far as Zen. But uh, he's a goalie for um, Garner Webb men's soccer team. And this is his sophomore year. So he is actually kicking around that ball probably right now as we speak. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But he had to return back. So he is in his sophomore year. So both of our boys um, have been in our education. We have taken advantage of educational Mm -hmm. options, which we can go into a little bit later. Sure. But um you know, our educational K-12 has really been supportive of their college experience. And so um, we hope that they get jobs and so they can roll off of our payroll soon right. after That's they right. uh, graduate. That's right. <laughs> so go Mountaineers and go yes. Bulldogs. It's funny. Yes. I remember, you know, I joined the team at PFNC back in 2016. And I remember your high school senior at Mountain Island Char- Charter School uh, in the Charlotte area thinking about where he was going to go to college. Uh, and that seems like that was a year ago. Yeah. Not, not yes. four years ago. At this yes. Point. It's incredible. That is true. That is true. So school yes. choice for those two. So, so tell me a little bit about when they uh, were in high school, why, why the charter school route uh, for those guys, for your sons? Yeah. You know, it's, it's in, and I talk to parents all across North Carolina and, and I think we are all in the same boat. You look at, you know, the differences in your children, you look at your community and what it has to offer. And we had a great experience, our elementary school years in the traditional public school system, great foundation laid for both of them. And then as we started looking at middle and high school, we looked at, you know, what their interests were, where their strengths were. And we settled on Mountain Island Charter School, which was a new charter school at that time. So we're a founding family of that charter school. And just the exposure and the rigor of their curriculum, we felt met our children's needs. While they're both very different, um, the charter school was definitely flexible enough that they could um, that they could learn and experience and learn at a different level, um, each of them in their own unique way. So we settled on the charter school. The charter school definitely prepared them to be competitive for their during their high school years um, for college. And so then which resulted in great academic scholarships and for Mason and athletic scholarships. So we are very proud of their hard work, but we're also proud that we had the ability to make that choice and to say, mm-hmm. you know, we want to move here. We felt like they could really support them. And, and the charter school answered that call. This is Brian Jodis. You're listening to the PEFNC podcast. This is the people of PEFNC. We're talking to Quan Graham, who is the director of community engagement here at our organization. A little bit about her awesome family and and uh, two great young men uh, now uh, at the uh, at the college level. Great stuff uh, as it relates to that. So, Quan, uh, as the director of community engagement, and for many of our pod parents uh, listening today, they've probably heard your voice or or even spoken to you on the phone as a direct outreach uh, component of our organization to help parents navigate their educational choices. So director of community engagement, what, what does that mean? What does that all encompass here? Sure. I mean, I've, I've been with uh, parents for educational freedom, PEFNC now, I believe this is my 11th year. And 
when we started this parent outreach um, arm of PEFNC, it was really just to kind of let parents know what their options were. And I think we have over the years grown this to parents reaching back out to PEFNC and us really being a resource when they need us. And so, uh, you know, community engagement to me is exactly what it is. You're engaging the community, you're engaging parents. Um, you know, I tell my husband all the time, I have one of the best jobs in the world because when I'm on the phone, he can't tell whether I'm talking to a friend or if I'm talking <laughs> to a parent. So, so it really is me engaging moms and dads across uh, North Carolina. And it really is a personal family mm -hmm. decision. Um, but when you give parents resources and you give them options and you explain the options, you just give it to them and you say, you take that and you discuss it. But, you know, engagement is really a building of trust. And I feel and I hope mm -hmm. that the parents of North Carolina will feel like PEFNC, that we are fair, we are honest, and we give them what they want so they can make that best choice. You know, we exist as an organization to, to help educate families about what options are available for them. In the 11 years you've been here, more options have kind of come online here in our state. And, and we've seen some incredible growth related to parental school choice, you know, uh, charter school growth, homeschool growth, and private school scholarships. Uh, there's a lot, a lot that's happened. What's, what's the pride like for you having been here, uh, you know, at our organization specifically, the most tenured member of this staff <laughs> to have seen what's happened here in North Carolina? Yeah, I think that one of the, the benefits of, of being a North Carolina resident and being in North Carolina is the just the development of every option. You know, if you look at charters, if you look at the private school, homeschool setting, they have just continued to expand in what they can offer families. Each option has grown and really gotten deeper in academically, socially, culturally. And so for me, Watching it grow and being able to um, talk with not only school leaders, but community leaders and, and them getting behind, even our legislators uh, over the years, as, as some have come in and new ones have come in and, and come into the legisl legislative branch, it has really been remarkable at how people are now understanding the value of educational options. And, you know, I think the new dialogue as we go through, you know, what we're going through right now with the pandemic and, and schools is that to stand up for one option is not to be against the other. And yeah. I've talked with many, many families about you can support what's best for your family while supporting other options. That's the best for other families. So if we can continue to bring this dialogue to we are all in this together and to be for one is not to be against the other. I think it will just continue to have um, better options for, for students. Because as we always say at PEFNC, this is not about a system, this is about a child. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at it from a child's perspective, you can only support children. That's right, I love it. So there, I'm getting a bit of that, that passion coming out, a little bit of that, what we call that woo. So you know, your official title is Director of Community Engagement, but unofficially you're known around these parts as the Vice President of Woo. So, so, and, and so where does that come from? What does that mean? You know, I think every mom, every dad has some part of woo. I, I thought um, when we first came up with that term, that just tickled me so because uh, woo is really, for me, it comes from me 
um, having the passion and really just helping someone. You know, when you are helping someone through something and they get to the other side or they find what they're looking for, um, it is just, I mean, you just, you know, celebrate with them. So I, I think that if anything, I have just had um, the, I guess, the privilege and the reason why I have more woo is that I've had on the side of look at all these success, success stories, yeah, look right. at all this goodness, look at all this, you know, that I've been exposed to more so than, you know, some of our team members where they're just knee deep in data. Right. Yeah. Or they're knee deep in, you know, well, you get to see it, right. You together. get to hear it every day. You get, yeah. you get to interact with, with, uh, with the folks that we serve. You know, you, you mentioned, you know, when you, your husband can't tell who you're on the phone with when right. you're grooving like that, that's where you are doing what you were born to do yes. for those you were born to serve. Yeah. What, what an incredibly great place to be and, and try to get at least a little bit of that every day to, to kind of keep, keep moving you forward. Yeah. You know, you, you listen to different uh, podcasts and they talk about what is your why, you yeah. know, why are you doing it? And I really feel like for me personally, that uh, PEFNC has given me a chance to not only understand my why, but to walk in my why every day. You know, sometimes you have two hats. You have your work hat and then you have your personal social hat. And I have been so, so blessed to be able to, you know, cross the two over. So I walk in my why every day. And that is just I, I just can't tell you what a blessing that is to be able to do that. All right. So you get to uh, interact with, uh, hear from, uh, laugh with, cry with parents and families on a daily basis. You have thousands of stories, I'm sure you could tell about those interactions or hearing about the personal benefits of school choice and how families have been uh, lifted up by it, saved by it, empowered by it. Um, you probably don't even want to mention specific ones, but but tell me a little bit about just some of those the stories or the kind of stories maybe that, that stick out uh, from, from working directly with parents across our state. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's just so uh, when, when you, you know, when you think about, uh, you know, different types of families, different types of situations um, you know, you meet people sometimes at their worst. Mm. Um, and I, I go back to one story that has always stuck out to me and continues to stick out to me that I had a mom that was trying to go through the process of getting her child in a private school. We had reminded her about deadlines and we were working with her and she had an unexpected emergency surgery. And she called me before they had actually administered her her anesthesia and her sleep medicine. To She's like to on, on the on the table. <laughs> she, is on, she is on the table. And she count. said, Quan, I don't have much time. I've got they're getting ready to put me to sleep. The deadline is today. I need to get this done. I have my phone. Can you walk me through the process? Wow. And I promise you, Brian, I walked her through the process to accept to make the deadline. And I said, please call me when you get not out of recovery, uh -huh. but you get in your room and everything is okay. And so she had a little one and he was able to get on the, on the program. And we still talk to her today as we do renewals and remind her, but I just, the urgency of a mother and the, you know, the just, I'm going to do this because it's important to me. I can't think of a, a better example of that. Um, another example is that I've, I started working with a Hispanic family that was looking to go into a 
a, a Catholic school and it was, she was just adamant that all of her children would be able to go to this school. And language was at that time, we didn't have um, our PL Heidi that could translate. And so me and her for hours, you know, every other day going through the process and her child actually got all the way through. She's at um, NC State. Shout out to Allison Gunther, Wolfpack, right? Um, <laughs> and she is now, you know, a college, almost a college graduate. And I remember when she graduated, her mother called me back to talk about and wanted me to come to the graduation. And I was like, I can't, you know, my schedule. But just to see the other end of that on how she was so adamant that this was the way that was best for her family. And so, you know, I talked to grandmothers. I've had grandmothers that didn't know a thing about, you know, um, computers and how to get through and how to get through the application where we actually walked through and said, okay, now press this and now press that. And let's, let's click here and let's click there. And just the, the joy of, you know, a grandmother that, you know, just has to take care of her grandchildren and is looking at options and just trying to navigate through this whole technology piece. I mean, I can't tell you, there are just thousands of stories that I can tell you that are just success stories about how kids are now graduated or in middle school or out of situations of bullying. And now they're flourishing. Now they're wanting go, wanting to go to school and they're just doing so well. I just, I have, I should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you know, there are thousands of families, tens of thousands of students who today have access to more educational options across our state. And Quan, you've played a role in that. And so, first of all, just thank you. And also congratulations. And let's keep <laughs> keep this thing going. You mentioned Heidi. You said you said PL. That's the parent liaison team here that we yeah. have at Parents for Educational Freedom in North Carolina. A very unique team and a wonderful team. And this is a team of of moms across our state that help other families navigate their school choice options. So before we let you go, tell us a little bit about uh, that parent liaison team and and uh, and all the great work they're doing. Yeah, I, I tell you, you talk about having a right arm. I have how many right arms, right? <laughs> Every lady on this team brings something to not only parents for educational freedom, but to me personally. They're all very different. They all have exercised different options. They come from different walks of life. Um, I have some that are charter school parents. I had at one time we had a homeschooling parent liaison. And so, um, you know, all of them bring a uniqueness to the table that if I had a parent that really had a specific um, need or had to walk through something, I could roll them off to at least one of the PLs, if not two. And so they are definitely our eyes and ears on the ground. They are our first, um, hello, welcome to PEFNC, how can I help you? They are the heart and the help of Parents for Educational Freedom. And so I am so proud of them. I love each of them. We are all very good friends, um, but they get the job done and they are on the phones just like I am, or they are in the community just like I am out Saturdays, Sundays at on in the evenings they meet the parents where they are. And so I am so proud of them and I'm happy to have them as an, another arm of Parents for Educational Freedom. 
If you go to PEFNC.org uh, on the top menu bar, if you go under team, you can meet our team. So you can meet the rest of the PEFNC team like Quan and the great folks that we have on staff here, but you can also meet that parent liaison team. So I encourage you to go check that out and get to meet that incredibly powerful team that like you said, is, is the heart of what we do here. Quan, thank you so much for your dedication to school choice, to families across the great state of North Carolina for taking a few minutes to share your personal story as part of the People of PEFNC podcast. Thank you so much, Brian. And thank you for letting me be the first. I am so excited about that. And thank you for just, uh, you know, all of your support and just the team's support. And I am happy to serve just all the families of North Carolina. So thank you. Check us out at PEFNC.org. Share our show with your friends and family.